Welcome to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. So this is part one of NVC and what happened at the United States Capitol. And we're doing part one after we just did part two, which was a recording of some thoughts around NVC and what happened at the Capitol and the problem with labels and non-observational language. We did all of that, and then I felt a little scared about putting it out there to the world because I really don't want to piss anybody off. And even Heather said she was feeling a little pissed off about the content. So then we thought, well, maybe I should just give Heather some empathy about what we just recorded, and maybe this could lead all of our listeners in a little bit more gently. So here I am to talk with Heather and give her some empathy, which again for our listeners is just really listening deeply for what she's saying, reflecting back what I'm hearing, and taking some needs guesses. So go for it, Heather. We talked about how that was hard to hear some of the things I was saying about trying to help people to see that maybe we all have a little role to play in how we are talking about things in politics with one another. I don't know. Yeah, it felt difficult to talk about and hard to hear, or I was having thoughts that it was hard to hear. May I ask a question? Sure. What was hard to hear? What part of it was hard to hear? I think taking the charge out of the words we use. You don't so like I feel angry and I want to feel validated in my anger and to know that the way I'm feeling is correct. Like right. I should feel angry and I do feel angry and I I guess I was having thoughts that like NBC can only go so far. Like this is just objectively terrible, which I hear it. I hear how it sounds, but I was having thoughts that NBC was softening this seemingly awful thing that happened. Yeah, so you want me to know and our listeners to know that it was hard, the conversation that you and I had, because you feel really angry and you want to be heard about that anger and you want to come off strong and have some power around that anger. Like you really want empathy. You want people to get to what degree this was bothersome to you. Yeah, I think we should all be angry about what happened. There's something about NVC, I guess, in this case that seems like we're just letting it off the hook, not taking it seriously. You're wondering and have some confusion or thoughts around if we language things with only observation and feelings and needs, that you have some thoughts that people won't take it seriously and that you know you won't get your point across and that it's not as strong as it needs to be. Yeah, I think this is a difficult thing in my mind for NBC to transcend. Yes. You really think that this is really tough. This is maybe where NVC can't actually help. Yeah. Those mm -hmm. are the thoughts I'm having. Mm -hmm. That I'm questioning the efficacy of NVC when it comes to politics. Yeah. You really wonder, like, to what degree nonviolent communication process and using only observational language and feelings and needs and requests, like, how that could actually help even in politics. I feel kind of discouraged about it. Mm -hmm. But I recognize that the next episode is something for people to think about, and it's not necessarily 
explicitly pushing any sort of agenda or trying to tamp it down or make it less than it is. MVC takes the charge out of things by sheer virtue of keeping the language observational. Yeah, you're having some thoughts also around this, trying to like see how NVC maybe could be helpful, or you're still trying to like just wrap your head around it. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. confused and angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So may I respond to some of that? Mm-hmm. And maybe you could give me empathy? I'm not perfect with it, not even close. Politics is the place where I keep praying to have more ability to use my skill in politics. That's the one place that I think I come up really short with it. And I can see how some folks might think, oh, it's so soft. But yet I'm not actually saying, don't say that you're angry. You can even scream NVC. I'm just trying to bring a little bit more awareness about the language piece. What we're doing right now is not effective in our country, in our world, in the way that we are choosing to communicate and interact with one another. Can I reflect? Mm -hmm. So it sounds like NBC is a difficult thing for you to apply when it comes to politics, but you're still working on it, and you just want to give people awareness around the words they use when it comes to politics and to let people know that it's still hard for you. I also said that I believe using NBC doesn't mean that you have to be soft or not own your anger. Because there's a place for that in NBC. There's totally a place for that. And there's also a place for saying that you're angry. We don't say we're angry. Instead, we yell labels and blame at people. Instead of saying, I'm angry, I'm really angry, and I want freaking safety. We don't express ourselves in that kind of a way. And anyways, we will get more into that in the second part here, but we just thought it would be helpful for our listeners to know that this is not an easy topic. We don't have all the specific answers here, but I think it's worth starting to look at a little bit because what we're doing is not making things better. We just keep perpetuating this disconnection and we seem to be making it deeper. So I think that NVC is possibly a lifeline or an anchor. It's not an easy thing, not a comfortable thing, but definitely I think something worth looking at at least a little bit, inquiring about. Just about having integrity around language and keeping it clean. That and underneath that is then all the deep remorse and grief and allowing yourself to be really connected with where is that blame and evaluation language coming from? Can you touch into that space? Can you get connected with that? And then can you speak from that place as opposed to, again, just laying on the blame? think there's something here. Thank you for listening to part one and hopefully you'll be open to listening to part two now. And if you think it's going to make you too angry to listen to part two, you might want to skip over it. Go to the episode for next week because it is a really tough conversation and we want the best for everybody out there. We want emotional safety and connection.
You've been listening to It's All About Connection, NBC with Dr. B. For more episodes and guest bios, please visit us at www.thebigbmethod.com. That's www.thebigbiemethod.com. And remember, empathy first. Welcome to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. Today's episode will be about the storming of the Capitol last week and NBC. So I want to bring up the point right out of the gate, storming of the Capitol. This program right here is going to be talking about the problems with labels and non-observational language and what we, you and I and the people listening to this, what we can do in our everyday lives to help curb this. So when we say the storming of the Capitol. You can't even use the word storming. That's what happened. They stormed the Capitol. Really? What does storming mean? It means rushing into. Does it? Yeah. Let me look it up real quick. Were they rushing into? Well, I guess they sauntered for a bit. around that work? Moseying? Really, storming. Storming to me is one of those words that's kind of evaluative. Charged. Charged. Do they charge? It is the sudden forceful attack and capture of a building. Okay. They did sudden the hell out of that. Forceful <laughs> attack. And what was it? Sudden forceful attack. And capture of a building. And capture of a building. Do they capture the building? I guess not physically. They didn't have a net that they threw over the Capitol. So could we explain what happened last week on the 6th without using the word storm? Could we actually state what we saw happen, at least by what we saw on the news when we were looking at video footage of what happened? People were at the Capitol and walked in. And some were climbing up the side. And I saw video footage of some people breaking the window and climbing through the window. Did you see that too? Yes. Someone stormed Nancy Pelosi's desk. Stormed? (laughs) Someone sat at her desk. Someone Someone stole the podium. Someone, well, we don't know if they stole the Someone podium. Someone picked up the podium and walked around with it? Yes, they picked up the podium. We saw a guy at Nancy Pelosi's desk with his feet up on her desk. So those are some of the things we know we saw, at least by what was shown on video footage. And I just think it's part of all of our responsibility to start speaking more in observational terms because when you use the word storm, doesn't the word storm just have... There are connotations. There are connotations. There's something that happens for me internally. There's a pull feeling. I can't explain it. It doesn't feel good to hear storm. Now, it doesn't feel good to say people had Trump insignia carrying the American flag and Trump flags. And I saw people climbing up the side and five people 
died that day. These are all some of the observations and the facts. None of that makes me feel good either, but there's something different about it. I can't quite put my finger on it. There's something different about stating the facts versus using a term that puts an overlay of an evaluation on it. Somebody that maybe is a Trump supporter, they're going to push back more when they hear storm the Capitol because there is a little bit of evaluation there. Now, can they push back to say there were people climbing up the side of the Capitol and there was footage of people breaking into, that's what we saw. That is what we saw. Yeah, you can't refute an observation. Right. And it's more than just refuting. It's also, it's our own language and way of talking about this, I believe just adds fuel to the fire. It's just promoting the disconnection. Many people I hear speak that they want to be different. We want it to be different. And yet I think unbeknownst to most of us, we're adding to it. So when you say, or when you hear someone say that the Capitol was stormed, does that bring up feelings of anger for you? Is that just kind of like egg you on? In what way are you talking? If you were like to hear from someone, oh, like the Capitol was stormed and kind of using this languaging to pit you against these other people instead of saying observationally what happened, if they use that language, would that fire you up? No, it doesn't really fire me up as much as it makes me, I feel sad. I feel sad when I hear words like stormed and I feel sad when I hear words like thugs. And I feel sad even when I hear words like Nazis. And yet there is an assumption being made. Now, what did we see? We saw people that had 6MWE on their shirts from what folks are saying means 6 million weren't enough. So there's a big assumption there and could be right, could very well be right. But why not, instead of just calling people Nazis, because there's then a lot of evaluation that that is couched in, as opposed to just saying, yeah, there were people there with 6MWE shirts on, and there were people there that had Camp Auschwitz hoodies on. And when I see that, I get nervous and overwhelmed and super sad and scared, and a lot comes up for me around safety and integrity and having a shared reality in our world and in our country. I could say all of that, and that is right on target to what's happening and the impact on me instead of coming up with a name, a label, an evaluation that is just going to push the other side even further away, have them dig in more about their thoughts and their way of looking at the situation. Just like we talked about many weeks ago on an earlier episode, when you stick with observation, there's two things that happen. Number one, it gives you at least a little bit of a common ground to operate off of. I know people could say here, there is no common ground with the other side here because they're not operating in reality either. I get it. But at least we can start to operate as observationally as possible and be able to stand on the ground of, I'm not adding to this. The other thing that working in observational terms allows us is it doesn't feed the fire in me further. 
being able to speak in observational terms kind of taps it down maybe a little bit. Like in this world, you have painful things that happen and then there's suffering and an added layer of suffering because of the languaging that we're using and the way we're thinking about it. And I think being able to stick with observational terms allows your own internal process to be a little less inflamed. I'm human too, and this is, this is an area that I still, you know, if I could get this down, man, I'd be teaching it everywhere because it's not easy. I'm not perfect at it either. But I do have to say that I am mindful of not using some of the terminology that seems to be so easily thrown around by people, back and forth in our conversations, on social media, in the media, by our media on both sides, and certainly by our politicians as well. We're all doing this thing that I'm saying. I find that I'm very resistant to using NVC with this particular situation. I'm guessing it's because you're so angry. You yeah. know, when you're angry and it's hard to even start to be thinking in observational terms and thinking in needs terms because you yourself probably need to be heard so deeply about what you are upset about with this. I just forget about NBC and I'm so willing to throw it out the window. Sure. Because politics are just by their nature extremely charged. It doesn't have to be that way though. What? It really doesn't have to be that way. It's just what we have evolved into. That's exactly the point of this whole episode right here. I believe that anybody that becomes a politician should be certified in nonviolent communication and do away with all labels. Imagine if we were operating at that level. And I know that that is a dream, but it doesn't have to be that way. We just have evolved into this. And I think everyday people, those of us, that are in charge of our own lives, we could start. It's not as if you have to give up your power. I can still say what I don't feel good about. I can still say what is upsetting to me about what I saw at the Capitol on Wednesday, but I could do it with a whole lot more clarity about what actually happened and what I need as opposed to throwing out labels, name-calling. That's what many people have a problem with Trump around, me too, it's the one thing, I, you know, I stand on, like, the way that he, how he talks about people and all the labels. All I'm saying is, can't we all start to be more mindful about the labels? I think it would be helpful. And I certainly think it would allow us to begin to have some dialogue, and if nothing else, it could allow the people that are so upset about what is happening to have something that's solid to stand on when they're talking. I'm just trying to bring a level of awareness to folks so that we could start to own what's our part in our way of thinking and in our way of talking and interacting with each other, all of us. Or maybe not all of us, that's an evaluation too, but many people and many things that I see coming across social media and in the news and just everyday conversation just so full of the judgment just being mindful of languaging yep and maybe one day we can get to a better place I know that that's a pipe dream but I just thought it was important to have the conversation just to start to build that level of awareness 
even if it's hard for people to hear. I think that wraps it up for today's episode. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for next week. You've been listening to It's All About Connection, NBC with Dr. B. For more episodes and guest bios, please visit us at www.thebigbmethod.com. That's www.thebigbiemethod.com. And remember, empathy first.